What up? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Plot Strikes. Back, 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 back. Here to talk about the big Lebowski. The dude. The dude. The dude and Walter. And Donnie. Rip. Rip. (laughs) If you're new here, first time listeners, go ahead and make sure you hit that follow button. And if you are returning listeners, do us a huge favor. Share this with your friends, your family, everyone. Spread the word. We appreciate it. It definitely helps. Strangers too works, honestly, as well. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make a post on whatever sort of social media thing that you do, or if you write a blog or I don't really care what else, but as long as the word gets out. Pull up to someone on the street and say, yo, listen to this. Bam. That's it. Coworkers. Yeah, man. I, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. Just as long as the word gets out. That's it. The The word. The bird is the word. Fact. Bad, 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 bad. Bad is the word. Bad, 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 bad. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry, guys. He's pumped. <laughs> I love that. I love that episode. I'm feeling the guy. So, The Big Lebowski came out in 1998, written and directed and produced by the Coen Brothers. <sighs> Legends. Yeah. This is definitely the first Coen Brother movie I watched. And it kind of set the bar for every sort of movie that followed from them. Until no Fargo country. was the first one I saw. I think, I, you know, I might have seen both. Around the same time, God, I, love I haven't seen the show, but I have seen the movie, and that's the best you're going to get for the time being. I did say I was going to watch them. I did say that. So, mm. but No Country for Old Men, though, Oof. whoa, another great movie from the uh, Coen Brothers. So there's so many of them. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll definitely be doing more on this podcast here. So any uh, recommendations that people might have to say, hey, do this one next from the Coen Brothers? In. Yeah, just tweet at us and say, Hey, at the underscore PSB underscore podcast on Twitter and say, how about you guys do this blank Cohen brothers movie next time or in the near future. And we'll go, okay. Heart like whatever, you know, Yep, easy peasy. Yep. So this has a great cast of actors in it. We've got Jeff Bridges as the dude. I'm the dude, man. I'm the dude, man. Duderino. And that's the dude in Los Angeles. We've got John Goodman as Walter Subjack. We've got Julianne Moore as Maude Lebowski. We've got Steve Buscemi Love as Donnie. We've got David Huddleston as the big Lebowski. Not related to... The dude. The dude. We've got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Fantastic actor. Gosh, man. Yeah, he was insane, goaded. He was such a tremendous actor. Gone way too soon. Mm -hmm. Just was great to see him in in this. We got Tara Reid as Bunny Lebowski. Yep. (laughs) Blow on him. And then I would have to find this quote that she says. Hopefully, I could find it, but it's pretty hilarious. That takes place in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll suck your for a thousand dollars. This movie is just filled with so many funny little, you know, quick Qu- one-liners, corpse, two-liners. Yeah, it's it, and it, the the other funny thing is a lot of them just you least expect it when when they happen. You know, and some of them come from John Turturro as Jesus as Quintana Jesus? or Jesus Quintana. Hey, what's this day of rest? What's this booze? I don't care. It don't matter to Jesus. And you've got, uh, of course, Sam Elliott as the stranger, which great just for the add-in of narration it's like i was thinking about when we we're just watching it it's like the narration doesn't even need to be in the movie but it's just funny that it is it just makes it that much cooler yeah exactly you because know? he's like telling the the story as if he's seeing it firsthand but also talking to us as the audience and like it's a good thing the dude's having fun he's out there to you know 
taking it easy for yep. all those sinners out there. It's good knowing he's out there, the dude, taking her easy for all those sinners. Here I go Pretty, rambling again. Yeah, here I go rambling again. Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Oh, man. Dude, he, I feel like he hasn't really aged much either. Cause no, that dude. Was, like, this is in 1998, and I recently, recently watched him, uh, I think it was last year when I watched 1883. Oh, yeah, he's like, in it, right? Yeah. Dude, he looks the same. Him, like, he still looks kind of old, like, with his handlebar mustache and his, you know, old gray hair, but... Well, well his deep voice. Yeah, still got the deep voice. Great voice. <laughs> and then we've got some other funny appearances in this in this movie with the likes of the um, the nihilists. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I, I I like the very first scene with uh, Wu and Manny, or no, Wu and John or something. Oh yeah. What the hell is this? Clearly, you're not a golfer. Yeah, we're not stupid. At least I'm housebroken. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wrong guy. Oh, man. Does he look like a millionaire? No, he looks like a loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry for quoting half the movie just now. But no, I mean, that's totally fine. We have to. That's, that's why we're doing this. Quotes, to. quotes are necessary. But the, the nihilists, we've got Flea. You know. And we've got Peter Stormare, who... He's been in, in a ton. Dude, he is a such a great villain. Ton of stuff. He's such yeah. a good actor. Yeah, and the one thing obviously I pretty much recognized him in, even during I mean years ago, was he was in Jurassic Park: The Lost World, yep. which came out a year beforehand. He's been in Armageddon. He's been in Minority Report. He was in Constantine. He's been in so much. Twenty Two Jump Street. Bad Boys 2. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's he's done a lot. He was in John Wick. Minor 2 as a minor uh, minor character. But, yeah, definitely plays uh, a good, you know... Villain? Yeah, or just not a good guy sort of thing. Question? What? What is the temperature of this house right now? Because I'm very hot. <sighs> Austin drank too much caffeine, everyone. Uh, I can tell you remotely the beauty of a digital <sighs> application. If this makes makes the cut, just know, guys, that he's he's trying to fucking sweat me out, okay? And I don't know why, but if, it's hot if, in here. If people want to know what we're wearing wardrobe-wise, uh, we're both wearing shorts. He's wearing a T-shirt. I'm wearing a long-sleeve. Well, I'm wearing a it's baseball like a quarter. Yeah, it's like a quarter. Yeah, I'm not hot. It's that internal burner I got going on. You've already worked out today, so I haven't yet. I'll turn it down to 74. Wait, what is it right now? Is that 76? What the f... That seems way high. (laughs) Drop that to like 70... (laughs) What what, what were you going to drop it to, 74? Yeah. Do 73. All right. If you're willing, 72 would be good. I mean, it's not really needed for the 73 is good 73 is good. 77 is just ridiculous no, wasn't it 77? 76, 76 is just ridiculous i mean Ma- to, mine's at like 70 trying to save money here bro yeah i get that but florida's hot man i mean i get it Wh- why we why, have a fan on we could turn why have 20, turn the feet fan abo- 20 feet above us it's not gonna do much 12 feet not a 12 feet it's already hot outside why do you want to be hot inside that's the point of having the ac I mean, I'm not hot though. If I was hot, I would turn it down. I for am. sure. Well, anyways, you got caffeine running through. I, I, I'm I'm starting to drink my caffeine now. Because yeah. as soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to go work out. Well, I know you already worked out. Anyway, back to the movie. I, so, I, I got behind the knee sweat, bro. We can't have that oh on the inside, God. bro. <laughs> I really hope that does not make it in. But we'll see. Okay, action. <laughs> I might leave it in. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, obviously a great cast. And it's a pretty, pretty simplistic plot on like as face value. Yeah. It's all on the surface. Yeah. It, there's not a lot to it. You know, it, it, in the simplest form, the big Lebowski's trophy wife, we, we see her in the beginning cause she meets the dude, but then she's gone missing. Gone. Yeah. 
Maybe in Palm Springs with her friends? Who knows? Maybe she just ran away on her own, didn't tell anyone because she can do that and be fine. And there's a bit of a job that gets handed to a loser, the dude. There's supposed to be an exchange. It goes completely sideways. They trash his house like multiple times. And they pee on his rug. <laughs> pee on his rug. They throw was oh, was it a ferret in in his in the the bathtub? Yep, dude, that was one of the. I'm sorry, that was one of the funniest parts of the movie to me. Hey man, he's just freaking out, and the, the poor the poor dude, ferret's dude, like the best part trying about not to it, drown. Yeah, and he's he's literally in Lebowski, or I'm sorry, the dude is in the tub, smoking a little J, just getting down, relaxing, and these Germans bust in. And throw a ferret in the tub, and he's freaking out. The ferret's freaking out, and they're all getting on top of him. There's just a lot going on. He drops a joint, I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was just then they leave. What about like a like a like a? It wasn't a bat. It was. It looked like a. Uh, what was it? Like a, it, like a cricket like, bat? Yeah, I was just saying because like it was like it was like a paddle. It was like, it was like flat on one yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. It looked like yeah. I guess that would be cricket. Because as the Germans, yeah, 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 yeah. And they had the boombox like playing like rave music. Such a German thing. You're just like, oh my god. Yes. I know. Even like in 1998, they were doing this. It's like so stereotypical of them uh, for the Coen Brothers to do. Which, which again was just that's part of the comedy, right? This is supposed to be a, I think a crime a crime. A crime comedy, but there's really not a crime. There's there's a fake crime involved. Yep. But it's more so uh, this weird happenstance of things and a very small part of a bowling movie, <laughs> which I, I love that that was just like thrown in there as a thing. Like there's this, you know, bowling league that Walter Subjack is... Super, super adamant about over the line. Yeah, he pulls. He pulls a gun on. Literally on pulls buddy, a gun out on the buddy. Over the line. Peace away, Walter. You think I'm fucking around here, Market Zero? And then he's like, "Yeah, he's no, like, man, mark me down, a Market Zero. Market zero. Am I the only one that cares about rules?" Yeah. <laughs> Internally, I'm just like, that is me. <laughs> just freaking out constantly over the little you're oh, out of your element God. donnie yeah that all that's <laughs> all that is pretty funny uh, i mean i always wanted to see how the bowling match would go down between john turturro's character and the dude and walter like i wanted to see that matchup so bad you know they made a, a standalone movie with, about jesus did they really? Yeah, and he came back to play, but I don't know if John Goodman came back. Oh man, I, no. I, I, I never I saw it. That yeah, if if it didn't have Jeff Bridges and and John Goodman in it, then that's what I'm saying. Uh, what's the point, really? You know what I mean? So none. Yeah, but it it's a pretty again a very simplistic plot, and they're supposed to be like a million, million dollars. It turns out there was never a million dollars in the briefcase. It was all just a sham. It was and, like a phone book or two. Yeah, just to, just to add it weight. But I love how in the briefcase, he, he, uh, it was his his whiteies, <laughs> dirty whiteies. What the hell is this? My dirty undies, dude. Laundry, the whites. Daddy wanted back. Yep. And he never got back. <sighs> Rip. Man, couldn't catch a break. Really. No, yeah, I think everything that could happen bad to them really did. And and obviously a lot of it was due to how Walter would handle like these situations, right? It was like he's trying to help, but in reality he's just absolutely hurting the situation way worse. Yeah, like when, when they go to the kid's house that they think has the money and there's this old Corvette out, this red Corvette that's out like parked on the side of the, the road. Yep. And... Oh, uh, so th- I learned this funny trivia actually from watching it on um, on Amazon, right? Because there's like the X-ray that has like trivia that you can like click on from time to time. I had no clue about that. Yeah, I think it's easier to to do if you're watching it on your computer as than like watching it on TV. 
because you have to like press like up on the remote and see it like yeah, drop down. I'm good. Yeah, but I'm saying like if you're watching it on on TV, like like or sorry on your computer like this, like it's it's this, it's this simple, just like that, right? Oh, so yeah, it's definitely way easier on a computer. Yeah, so like the, actually, just to sort of throw this in here as an example, general trivia: the dude tells Mod he was a roadie for Metallica on their fictional Speed of Sound tour and refers to the band members as a quote unquote bunch of. Metallica themselves were flattered to be referred to in the Coen Brothers movie with guitarist Kirk Hammett uh, once noting in an interview that, that they tried to think of a way to incorporate that scene into their live shows. <laughs> this, it's just like funny stuff like that that you just never, never would really know. But I think one of the, again, one of the cool parts about some of these things in the, in the movie is uh, in this instance, an, an example, when they, are going to the the kids' the house to you know again bash uh, bash up the Corvette. What Walter does is is hilarious because he says something that if you watch it in in, in like on the on if it's ever on TV right mm-hmm. there's minus the cursing, but it's something that he says. So in the in the clean version for television broadcast, the famous line, this is what happens when you f*** a stranger in the ass. He yells it over and over again, right? Yeah. Hilarious. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you f*** a stranger in the ass? This is what happens. Was this, it was changed to, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Huh. Because the way he's mouthing it sounds... And like over, you know, and dubs it. Huh. It looks the same. When you find, when you ass, Alps. Okay, I mean, I like it's, it's, it. it's with the mouthing, but it it's just pretty hilarious the way they, the way they did that. So, but that's one of the cool things. I think if, if you watch movies on. Too much on, effort. That's something I've got to do like after. Well, well, yeah. I'm saying like if you watch movies on Prime you have like this chance of watching like some trivia um in the moment but yeah it's kind of kind of cool the, the, the funniest part i think this i i just think by the by the time you know they kind of get to the end when they when they confront the big lebowski and walter's thinks i've seen a lot of spinals this guy's faking it and he goes over to him just mind like, you he's in a wheelchair yeah he's in a or like, like a cart or I'm sorry, that's not a wheelchair. <clears throat> yeah, like it's yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, it's a fancy one. So yeah, it's electronic. A fancy one. Yeah, because <clears throat> he can move it on his own with his hands. Yep. Without actually having to, like actually like st- stroll it along. But Walter comes and picks him up and just drops him on the floor. It just falls <clears> on the ground. <throat> yeah, it's like come on, man. Man, it's like help me put him back up. I've seen a lot of spinals, dude, and this guy's a fake. Oh. Goldberg. Oh, poor guy. Well, also, like, he, he tried to get rid of his wife. Yeah, and, and then obviously trying to hire them to do it because he was, they were losers, essentially. Yeah, he knew they wouldn't be able to. Yeah, and, and they could have, they could have gotten killed. Oh, yeah. He didn't care, though. Oh, yeah, exactly. He didn't care at all. Money was never in there in the first place. Nope. It was not. And I had another one of the parts that I think is also hilarious is the very well the whole ending I think is just hilarious because when you have Walter the dude and Donnie leaving the bowling alley at night and then you see the Nihilus yeah and Walter's just had enough of it and is like he's like (laughs) you can't demand money if you don't have a hostage that's how ransom works the three of you no Without a hostage, there is no ransom. That's what ransom is. Those are the f-ing rules. And they're just like, and like, give us your money, yeah. He's like, I've money. got like five dollars. I've got like four. He's like, I have almost five dollars. Yeah, and and then they try to like, I think I forgot who it was. I think it was Peter Stormare's character, where he pulls the he pulls like a, a sword out or something like that, and. No, no, no. It was, uh, I think it was Flea, maybe, that, that pulled his sword out. And 
that's when Walter throws the bowling ball dude at his chest and like hits him right and, ow like, like yeah I'm like he definitely broke ribs on that oh and the entire time he's just like <gasps> crawling on the ground <gasps> yeah and Love then it. oh another guy pulls out a sword that's what I was saying like I forgot who it was but one I think it was either Flea or Peter Stormare's character but it, then, had, it was Flea okay yeah that's what he's like the bowling Ooh. And then Peter Stormer's ear gets bitten off. Oh, dude. And then he spits it in the air. He's looking at it. And he's just like anti-Semite. <laughs> Punches him in the face. Anti-Semite. Uh, love that, that. That whole part was just it's like, uh, it's like, you're not even Jewish. It's like, it's like, I converted when I was with. Five years ago. Five years, five years, like, and then you got divorced. <laughs> He's like, you think people just turn in their library cards and change their name once they get divorced? It's like, years ago you were divorced. So what do you say? When you get divorced, you turn in your library card, you get a new license, you stop being Jewish? Yeah. Yeah, actually, they, they what do. Happens. <laughs> because of what happens. Because what was the holiday? My point is, here we are. It's Shabbos, Shabbos, the Sabbath, which I'm allowed to break only if it's a matter of life or death. That whole excuse, but not, not wanting to do the tournament. This movie's filled with those scenes where it's just hilarious little tiny dialogue or he's biting off near and then he throws in the comment in there. So it's there's a lot of that throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. Which is very Coen Brothers-esque. Dude, and just like some random things too about when like when the dude's driving and the roach falls in his pan- like on his crotch <laughs> yep. and he tries to pour like beer on it and he's just like swerving and then he... Swerves like up on this curb and then crashes into a dumpster. Like, <laughs> did that? His car went through hell. And yeah. It, like, literally it was set to flames. Died in flames. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally funny. Just, I mean, even again, like in the very beginning when, when, uh, like, uh, he, what? Sorry, no, I was going to say, just in the beginning, the only thing he's concerned about is his rug. Yeah, like the, he, there's this huge, huge infatuation with his rug. What about my rug, man? What about my rug? You'll get your damn rug. We'll get you your damn rug later. He just tied the room together. He was concerned with his rug, and he was concerned with drinking White Russians yep. all the time. Every, like, I think every, almost every scene he was in, except for the, except for the very end, where he got two oat sodas, which are just... Miller High Lives. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Uh, for him and Walter, when Sam Elliott shows up again at the bar, the bowling alley. But other than that, he's always drinking white Russians, Caucasians, <laughs> as he's called them. Uh, it's a great movie. It really is. He gets drugged at one point, right? Yeah. When he, I forget, oh, what was the dude's name when he's. Listen to the music, right? Yeah. Like, uh, woo. No, 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 no. When he goes, he goes to the fancy dude's house. Oh. And he makes him, uh, he makes him a white Russian. He he gets a phone call, and he goes and he, he's like writing something on the pad, and he gets up from the couch and he grabs a pencil and he's like shading it in to see what it was, and it was just like, a, a I guess the sketch of like a figure with like a, a dick and balls, uh-huh. and he's like. You're looking at it's like, what the hell? And he has to like scurry back because he hears the guy that's coming back. And then he's like, Do you want another white Russian? He's like, Yeah, like there's a bear in the woods or something like that. And so he he brings him another white Russian and he starts drinking it. And then he says, All right, so what's in it for me if I, I tell you where I find your money? He's like, You'll get 10%. And he's like, All right, well, yeah, your 15 year old kid has has your money. <laughs> and then he tries to get from the couch and he just stumbles and then he he drops his white Russian on the, on the rug. Can't get a win, dude. Yeah. Just one thing after another. Yep. And then he wakes up later. <laughs> I like the one part with Julianne Moore. I think, it's, I think it's the first time you see her in the movie where she's like, I think she says something like, are you afraid of the word or is the word hard to say? And he's like, what? And it was like, and she's like, vagina. The word itself makes some men uncomfortable. Vagina. It's like some people don't like to say it. Some people can't say it. I, I always thought, I'm like, really? Dude, yeah. What? Yeah. 
Maybe not so much anymore, but like yeah, yeah people I, used to like not. But she then she says it's like saying like like dick, or or your rod or Johnson. I'm like I think back to again the '90s of when Austin Powers did that huge homage at the end when Doctor Evil's rocket or spaceship is in the air Doo-doo-doo. and they're like they're like they're like Johnson and it's, it's like wow that's a big hot dogs get yep. your hot dogs melons yeah like get your melons yeah so oh my god that was hilarious like I don't know maybe again it's just a funny thing I think but it's. I don't know. I kind of thought about it even watching it again recently because it's been a little few years since I watched this movie, but it's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. I forgot how by a few, I mean like 10. So maybe not a few years, maybe a like five ish for me. Maybe been a little bit somewhere in the teens. I think it was, but too long. Yeah, definitely a long time. What else? What else was a fun thing? I guess one of the, one of the things that Sam Elliott says too, is that there's a, a another dude coming because yeah, dude, and 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 Mod Lebowski, uh, shagged, groovy baby, <laughs> groovy baby. Yep, another dude on the way. What, dude what on was the way. what was your favorite thing about this movie? One thing, like scene or just in general, like because for me it was the dialogue. Because the dialogue, let me let me backtrack. The dialogue was incredible because it was the Coen Brothers. But the thing I really loved about it was it was the little things. Like the one that really cracks me up when I see it was after um, he pulls the gun on the dude in the bowling league. They get in the car and they're talking about the whole situation. And then behind them, you just see a car pull up and cops just sprint into the bowling alley. But they're in the car (laughs) just having a conversation. But it happens in the background. You just can't help but laugh. Yeah. You know, I'd either have to say it's it's the dialogue or the character depictions from Walter and the dude, like, <laughs> like it's either, it's either their, their chemistry, which obviously it does involve the, 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 the dialogue between the two of them. Yeah. But I just think it's maybe a mix of the dialogue and then just the way Jeff Bridges and, and John Goodman interact with each other. Oh, they're great together. Yeah. Like they're, they're what, it's such a great duo on screen. Like I think if you were to replace either one of them with someone else, I don't think it would work the same. Yeah, like you'd still have the same movie, but you'd also wouldn't have the same movie because you'd probably lose again that that chemistry that that on screen connection. Yeah, that just that just works so well because and they're also kind of like bigger dudes too. Like John, I mean, Goodman John Goodman is stacked. He is just a, he's a tall, broad guy. He's a tall drink of water. Yep. So, but, so yours is the dialogue. Definitely dialogue because it's just something that you always find with the Coen brothers is how much emphasis they put on just the normal character to character dialogue conversation. Yeah. To where you find yourself watching them talk about whether or not, whether or whether or not the guy's foot was over the line in the, in a bowling league. Right, but it's how it's said in the dialogue that keeps you paying attention to, you know, what's going on. And then next thing you know, the movie's over, and you're like, "Oh, oh, that was a good movie." Yeah, I mean, again, it's not a long movie either. It's uh, running times, uh, 117 minutes, so under two hours. Yeah, you, you know, factor another maybe five minutes out of for for credits. So, yeah. So it's it's really not too long of a movie. It's not that much of an investment. No, it's not. You know, everything's on the surface. Um, and it's just a funny, good movie. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, when when Donnie... Donnie has a heart attack. Yeah. I, I, when they're, they're fighting the nihilists in the parking lot at night, <laughs> the dude's like, oh my God, he's been shot. No, no, <laughs> no shots like, fired. There were no shots fired. He's having a heart attack. He's having a heart attack. You go call the cops. And then the next scene, they're at the mortuary. It's like what sort of what what sort of receptacle uh, would you like to use? Plastic Folgers coffee. Got to go to Ralph's. Love it. Get, get a get a tin. I think it was a tin can. Oh yeah, it might have been tin can. Tin can of Folgers. The best part of waking up. Folgers in your cup. Let me drink coffee, but I know that song. Yep, I know the the even just in that scene where. 
or Walters making such a big deal out of like 180 bucks. Yeah. And it's like, well, sir, we're they just spread the ashes. They just, they do go up to 3000. He's like, but we're spreading the ashes. And then that's when he goes to Ralph's probably spent like three bucks. It's a nineties. It was probably like a buck 52. Yeah. Bucks. As a three bucks at the most. Jeez. Yeah. God, when simpler times. And then I think we get one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. I'll just say this is probably one of my favorite scenes um, in the whole movie. When Walter dumps the ashes after he gives this random <laughs> the, the, dude, the weird, speech was so random. He's like, that's talking about speech, Vietnam. Yeah, about like, speech, and, you know, about Nam and all this kind <laughs> of shit. And he dumps all the ashes, but all the ashes don't go into the ocean. They just blow onto the dude who's behind him. And the dude just stands there like and takes part, it. Yeah, like part of him gets on he's, Walter's he's like, arm. Oh, he's like shit. brushing it off. He looks behind. I mean, we can see oh, the ashes. Dude, I'm sorry. All over his beard, his glasses and just shirt move. yeah he just stands there and takes Donnie. donnie's remains on him wow and like i think i think walter either like uh, i think he takes like a big breath he's like <sighs> so you just breathed in walter yeah or sorry you just breathed in donnie, donnie. My, my favorite thing about all that is after he brushes them off they get mad at each other for a second and they i'm hug. sorry i'm sorry they hug and he's like walter's like let's go bowling yeah and that's it let's go let's bowling, go bowling. Yep. And then Sam Elliott's like, You didn't like Donnie going like that. I didn't like seeing Donnie go. It it made us seem like he was, he was ushering a, us through the, the story as we went through. Yeah, like he was invested yeah, just as invested as we were. Yeah. You know, watching the movie as he's just kind of there. Cause he, he says that one line about that 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 quote where it's like, you know, sometimes in life the bar eats you. Sometimes in life, you eat the bar. Well, a wiser fellow than myself once said, sometimes you eat the bar, and sometimes the bar, while well, he eats you. Sam Elliott just narrated the out of that movie. He didn't say, he said bar, not bear. <laughs> Even though on, on like subtitles, it says bear. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that but i have seen and heard bear be enunciated as bar 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 before huh and the only recent time i can quote where i've heard that from was from yellowstone oh okay well that makes sense given his accent yep he didn't say it It was someone else that said it but still i was like yeah kind of interesting to kind of hear this from 1998 never really pay much attention to it until now so yeah so in terms of budget again this was back in 1998 the budget for this movie what do do you think it was had to have been maybe it was under 10 million i feel like 15 really yep what if that was because of john goodman well when you think about Um, it the cast is pretty loaded so it all makes sense i'd say because it yeah it does have a pretty pretty large a decently hefty cast yeah but i mean even then i think i think some people weren't you know maybe super super big but i mean between you know jeff bridges john goodman julianne moore i guess kind of steve buscemi at that point maybe well the guy who played um jesus too yeah i'll be john turturro um philip seymour hoffman sam elliott even though he's sam elliott's not in a lot but i mean like could have been like, hey, to get him to come in here and do this narration part could have been, you know, a little That's bit. That's what I'm saying. Same so. with Phil Seymour Hoffman because he was a huge actor yeah. at the time. So I can see it being, okay. I mean, still, it's not bad. How much did it make? Box office was $46.7 million. Okay. So, you know, it, it definitely made us money and then, and then some, you know, twice over. So tripled it to put it back i think a lot of the things that we don't really think about these days and which we've talked before is movies are on that era as you mentioned one time from what matt damon said in an an interview that everyone relied on dvd sales yeah back then you know disc sales were were huge so you know it might have only made 46.7 million in the box office when it first came out but what about the dvd sales i mean it could have made a hundred million in DVD sales, you know, since 1998 at that point. So, I mean, you stack that on. And of course, if you want to add for inflation and yeah, you know, what, what, what do those numbers, you know, look like, you know, today's, today's era, but 
Um, I, w- I would say everyone <laughs> profited from that one, honestly. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think anyone was like, yeah, it wasn't like really worthwhile in the end. Yeah. I think everyone was like, no, this was a successful movie for sure. Absolutely. So, um, now, what would you rate the movie? I would rate this movie at a nice, nice. 88 87 88 for okay me. okay um just because it's something like we talked about in the last one where we did uh galaxy quest it's one of those movies where you can just kind of put on and have it on in the background but still pay attention to it know what's going on you know laugh at certain parts throughout it so it's just a good movie to just watch just to have on sometimes yeah i would probably uh i think i was initially thinking like about by an 88 myself yeah okay you know so and again i i know it's kind of hard to say is it my favorite coen brother you know movie that's definitely not my favorite coen brother movie. no i again i i man if we look at a maybe a quick a a quick list of well you know for those of you listening if you want to think about what your favorite Coen Brothers movie and where maybe this movie, The Big Lebowski, stands. And if you haven't seen The Big Lebowski, but you've seen other Coen Brothers movies, then again, pop this movie on Prime. Take a take a watch, quick watch, then, yeah, and then maybe compare it to some other films that they've made and been a part of. So you know, I'd say maybe some other direct features. Again, Fargo was in ninety oh, six. I'd say again, you know, No Country for Old Men might be my. I want to say No Country for Old Men or The Ballad of Buster Scruggs are two of my favorite Coen Brother movies. Oh, you know what though? Burn, also, ooh, Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading is fantastic. That's a really so good is Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar was good. Um, you know what I liked though? I liked I liked True Grit. True Grit. That's another good one. That's a, yeah. Uh, Llewellyn Lewis or Llewellyn Davis, I think. Jerry Lee Lewis, Trouble in Mind? No, no, that was, that was recent. Uh, I'm actually thinking of something else. I do like Tragedy of Macbeth, but that's not the Coen brothers. That's Ethan Coen, I think. Yeah, it was just just by um, one of the... Uh, now, that was really good, though. I mean, oh, I think I think Denzel was it, was... it was how it was made that did it for me. Yeah, I loved it being in, in black and white. Not even that. It, they made it seem like it was inside of a snow globe. That was the look oh, of yeah, the entire thing. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I mean, he was... He was nominated. Denzel was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, who else? So actually talking about some... I don't think this movie was nominated for anything, though. I don't uh, think so either. Unfortunately, but... So, uh, so, we, so we both basically said 88. So we do like a little quick maybe comparison. You know, according to IMDb users, the average is like the median or mean is like 8.1. So like... It's like a, you know, like eight out of 10, essentially. If we're maybe going a little bit more towards the percentage stake, we're going to go ahead and check over on Rotten good old tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes. Yeah. I don't know which one I hate worse. IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. Probably Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Is it bias? Yeah, right. Daisy Confused. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So critics gave, nice. critics gave this movie a 79%. Ooh. And then audience score is at a 93%. I can see it. Yeah. It's a good movie, man. It really is. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I guess the only reason why I didn't rate it higher up is because it's just not my favorite. It's a little slow. Some parts are slow. Like if, if there's but anything, not bad. Yeah. If there's anything that I would say I don't, I didn't enjoy about the movie is that the, that there are some slow parts, you know, like I think, and I don't know if those parts would be better if they were like removed or, or what really. So, and again, I'm not going to try and super critique it, I guess, but no, no way. So, um, we're going to throw some, some interesting facts about the big Lebowski that you as a listener might not know, and we probably might not know uh, either after all this time. But so apparently, this film and Sam Elliott's character were inspired by Raymond Chandler, whoever that is. 
Uh, author Raymond Chandler is one of the foremost purveyors of hard-boiled crime novels. He is the writer behind such works as Farewell, My Lovely, The Long Goodbye, and The Big Sleep. Okay. Yes, the title of The Big Lebowski is a riff on The Big Sleep, and the film is inspired by Chandler's stories. The Big Sleep is also the movie that was uh, the the novel that was um, uh, dubbed after The Gentleman. Oh, interesting. Okay, I might have to get it then. That I actually recently learned when we recovered yep. The Gentleman, actually. So, um, okay. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, and then Sam Elliott was taken after about it. But, yeah, he, he just says that because uh, Sam Elliott's character is the stranger, they just wanted a narrator because Chandler's stories are always narrated by the main character. So, mm. okay, cool. That's cool. Uh, the movie is slightly set in the past, and they said like they're used to period pieces, but usually they take place decades, if not centuries, before modern times. Obviously, like The Big Lebowski was set in like you know the nineties. Yeah. So the dude has a couple inspirations. So when the Coens were looking for money for their debut film, Blood Simple, they met Jeff Dowd and Peter Exline. Both inspired Jeff Bridges' character of the dude. Dowd was even called the dude himself and enjoyed white Russians. Hmm. Exline, meanwhile, once had his car stolen by a teenager who left homework in the front seat, and he and, he and a friend tracked them down. <laughs> That's funny. One change was made, though. Exline and his friends engaged in a sport together, softball, the Coens didn't find it cinematic enough and said the dude and his compatriots are part of the bowling league. Bowling, after all, is a little bit more social, but also a little easier to film. Oh, yeah. Which I totally agree. A bunch of interesting actors were considered for the Big Lebowski. While the dude is named Jeff Lebowski, that's not what you call him. He's not the titular Big Lebowski. That would be the other Jeff Reed Lebowski, played by David Huddlestone. Before Huddlestone, the Coens wanted a lot of actors. Their primary hope was to get Marlon Brando. Interesting. But he was having health issues. Yeah, because he was getting ready to die. Yeah. Other actors were Gene Hackman, Robert Duvall, and Anthony Hopkins were all approached. Wow. Very cool. I tell you what, though. Any one of those actors... Would have killed it. Would have just like, dude, this movie would have been a lot better. I probably would have even rated it a lot higher. Especially I would have given it like Brando, a... Least, it? Yeah, God, yeah. Dude, he was the coolest guy ever. Yep. It's Godfather. Dude, one of his last movies he ever filmed never got released because it like never made it. It might have been just a TV show, like a pilot, but he did the voice huh. of an old lady. Interesting. Like a grandmother. And when he was recording his lines, you can hear him with the oxygen tank in there because he was doing it from home. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. God. Marlon Brando. Love him. I know. He's a goat. A, a notable actress was considered for Bunny. You know who it was? Who was considered? Yeah. Uh uh-uh. Charlie's Theron. Ooh, love her. Yeah. I think at that cause I mean again, like it's a lot she'd be a lot younger, so I'm sure she could she could have pulled off a uh, nymphomaniac wife. <laughs> yeah. Um John Goodman's character had a Hollywood inspiration. So obviously there's a difference between the two two characters. Walter, right down to his look, is inspired by John Milius, if I'm pronouncing that right. Milius is one of the writers on Apocalypse Now, but he also wrote and directed Conan the Barbarian and Red Dawn. Ooh. Huh. Okay. Needless to say, he's also a fan of guns and violence. Okay. I can see that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Inspiring. Uh, there are two musicians in the film. You may have clocked Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers as one of the nihilists. However, he's not the only musician in the movie, a female nihilist who gives up her toe for the, for the plan. She's played by Amy Mann. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Let's see here. Log jamming had some authenticity to it. The dude is shown an adult film by Maude Lebowski, which shows Bunny and, and Uli, the leader of the nihilist. He fixes the cable. There's another character, Shelly, in the film. She's played by Asia Carrera, one of the most famous adult film actors at the time. I figured that was someone that was actually in the adult entertainment industry. <laughs> uh, this might be an interesting one for you. So the Coen brothers began working on the script for The Big Lebowski on the same time they were working on the script for Barton Fink. However, after writing 40 pages, they set it aside. This ah. is evidently a normal part of their process. Interesting. Then when the time came to potentially make the film, both John Goodman and Jeff Bridges were b- busy with other products. 
The Big Lebowski was put on the back burner again while the brothers made Fargo. <sighs> so see, sometimes they might have a good idea that just gets put off to the side because they're like, you know, we have another idea. We'll work on that. But guess what? we got to finish this other movie because it could be good. You never know. Yeah, good point. So stress not, my friend. Some movies will be made in the future. Uh, yes, they will be. <laughs> thank God. Eventually. For those of you who are wondering what I'm referring to, uh, Austin has has had a little bit of a writer's block. It happens, man. It does happen. It does happen. We'll I gave him it. a good idea, damn it. The building blocks are there. I'm working with it. Yeah. But obviously we veered slightly off This that. is a funny one, though. Bridges used his own clothes for the film. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can save money on the, uh, on the costume budget. department then, yeah. Yeah. While Bridges did meet Dowd before playing the dude, he said he mostly drew from his own life and his own experiences in the 60s and 70s. That goes down to the wardrobe. Much of what the dude wears came from Bridges' own closet. Man. So cool. Bridges got one direction over and over. According to Joel, there was only one bit of directing they really had to give Bridges. Before shooting any new scenes, Bridges would apparently ask if the dude had smoked a joint on the way to the location. Oh, yeah. If the answer was yes, he would rub his eyes to try and make them look bloodshot. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's cool. Okay, so the guy I was referring to is Jackie Treehorn's house. Uh, so that house stands in... The, the house that stands in for Treehorn's abode is called the Sheets Goldstein Residence. This is a house that has also appeared in Southland, Snowfall, Bandits, and Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, among all their others. Hmm. Uh, the film was not a big hit at the time. Sometimes people will call something a cult movie, even though it was a smash at the box office and had lots of critical love. The Big Lebowski has a bigger claim to, to being a cult movie, and it starts with the fact that at the time, it wasn't that well received. The reviews of the era were, were mixed, it only made forty six point seven worldwide against a fifteen dollar budget, or yeah, fifteen. Fifteen dollars, huh? Yeah, they forgot to put million in there. Just put it's just fifteen dollars. <laughs> oh. Fifteen million dollar budget. Here we go with the blame game. Yeah, let's. I'm just reading it. You forgot to put the damn word million in there, buds. <laughs> so, but I mean, look, it made it back. Obviously, it didn't like make a hundred million or something like that. But again, that's where we're saying maybe you know, disc and DVD, you know. I'm sure that they made their money back. Yeah. You know. So what else is this? Uh, the feelings are different now. Things have definitely changed in terms of reputation. The movie is in the National Film Registry in the Library of Congress, for starters. Oh, wow. Huh. Wow. That kind of goes cool. back to go, hey, remember what you said about that last part, about it not being that successful or, you know, obviously a cult? Entertainment Weekly called it the 34th best cult movie, movie of all time in the 8th best comedy of the last 25 years in 2008 huh the la times called it the 10th best film set in los angeles even rod uh roger ebert who admittedly gave it three stars on its release put it on his list of great movies in 2010 huh so i mean I see it all yeah no I, I and again this was so we're this is again 20 2010 to 2008 as far as these you know acclimates are being you know thrown in here so mm-hmm. this article was that i'm reading from was published in two months ago or oh, sorry well. three months ago now sorry cool. just kidding so this article was published january 24th 2023 of this year very nice we don't know how good the dude is at bowling we see donnie bowl plenty and he gets to strike every time oh say for the last time he bowls in the film an ominous omen. The dude, though, is less active. He never sees the dude bowl, even once in the movie. As such, we have no idea if the dude can roll or not. I do love that. Yeah. That's actually, I didn't even really think of it. That's too funny. But yeah, there's. it's always a cool cool, cool thing to kind of read and, and, and hear about. So anything else you want to say about the the dude and... The Big Lebowski? Um, not really, nothing particular about the movie, just that there will be more Coen Brother movies. For sure, yeah. In, you, in the future. You could definitely expect more Coen Brother movies in the future. That's for sure. And, yeah, we both recommend watching this if you haven't. And, uh, Hands down. 
yeah, maybe give it a, a rewatch, you know, in the future. If you're looking for a movie that you haven't seen in a while and you saw this on, on our list of podcast episodes or you, you listen to this movie and you're like, you know what? You guys kind of put me in the mood to watching it because I haven't, I haven't seen it in a minute. So, but and then let us know on Twitter. Yep, definitely. So, but I guess that'll, I guess that'll call a little, uh, I think that's it. A little wrap here. Little roach, little yeah, roach wrap. Got nothing else to say about it. Yeah. Except watch it. Vagina. I just want to throw that in there because <laughs> I'm okay with saying the word. Hopefully you find a sound, uh, like a sound clip for it. Oh yeah. I'll replace it with that. I just actually just throw it in there initially too. Just throw it randomly in somewhere. I'm going to throw it randomly throughout the whole episode. Vagina. Um, it may be off to some people, but like, why is, why is that weird clip of vagina just being thrown in there? Well, if you made it to the end, you'll know why. Also, if you didn't make it to the end, um, and it wasn't in previously, um, the room is slightly cooler, but still a little warm. But we can't attest to the fact that he did turn it down a little bit, <laughs> at least 45 minutes. Uh, Austin, Austin was expecting it to drop like three degrees in a matter of like a half hour. Well. If you work in the AC industry, can you teach him how AC works? Maybe we just don't have 20-foot ceilings. I mean, we live in a luxury apartment. Except not because of all the other BS that we have to deal with here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for show, literally. Anyway. Point so, being, it's still, it's a, it's slightly cooler, guys. Not much, though. I was cool before, and uh, I'm still cool. Mm. Too cool for school, dude. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyways. Good night, everybody. Have a great one. Yeah. Thank you for the support. Share it. As we said before, hit us up on Twitter. And um, stay tuned for the next one. Yeah. Be a bit of a surprise on what we do next. Who knows? Yeah. We'll uh, just kind of stay tuned and we're going to be throwing some more out at you more rapidly. You know, obviously if you haven't already seen, so like two in a row, Oh God, will they do three in a row? <gasps> Guess we'll see. We'll find out. So that's, uh, that's it for the two of us here on the plot strikes back, 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 back. Vagina.